This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other task that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too on demand. So it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. As Matt and I sit here inside one of the, I think, coaches or GM or front office booths inside Highmark Stadium for the New York Jets, we had to sneak into a place that's a little more quiet. We overlook a very dark Highmark Stadium field where it was very cold and wintry today, but the Buffalo Bills pulled it out. Yeah, it was, I think it's a reminder of how far the Bills have come because they won a game 20 to 12 in the division against a team that I think is actually pretty good. It was a crappy weather day. And they get their 10th one of the season. And I think the kind of sentiment for most of the fan base, just judging off the first couple hours of Twitter is what's wrong with the bills. Why didn't they win this game by more? They still won by eight points against a team that I do think is probably going to make the playoffs. I think the jets are pretty good. Now, a lot of that depends on Mike white. A lot of that depends on Quinn and Williams, but the bills did enough, especially defensively. Their defense was awesome today. A very good jets team and in horrible conditions, by the way, the Bills get this victory, 20-12, to 12, like you said, by eight points over the New York Jets. It is, I went and looked, it was the first time the Bills won a game with 232 yards or less of offense. That's what they had since 2018, Josh's rookie year. And on top of that, it was only the third time they won a game with that few yardage since 2009. Like, that means the defense had to step up in this game. To win a game like that means you really, really had to have the defense step up, which they did. I thought the defensive line performance particularly was dominant against the Jets. Yeah, I think that's my big takeaway. This game kind of felt like a 2019 Bills throwback game where Josh Allen made a couple big plays where you're like, wow, that guy's got something special about him. But the defense just smothered the opposing team. And we spent so much time this week talking about Von Miller in his absence and what this meant for the Bills moving forward. But ultimately... The defense stepped up. Shaq Lawson, Greg Rousseau was awesome. Greg Rousseau has seven sacks on the season. He had two today. He had a forced fumble. And even guys like A.J. Epinesa, he makes the big play at the end where he bats the ball down. That ultimately ends the game. Even Boogie Basham had a couple nice plays. So I think overall, the biggest story, even though most people will probably look at the offense struggling, to me is the defensive line just bawling out. Overall, defensive line, four sacks, seven quarterback hurries, two forced fumbles. Like you said, that was the story. I would say that late in the game, I felt this is where you'd like to have Von Miller. Close him out. 
You have a one-score game. The Jets are getting the ball. Close out the game here with Von Miller. They didn't have Von Miller, but guys like you said, Greg Rousseau, A.J. Epinesa, Shaq Lawson, stepping up and making plays when it counted most. And Matt, Matt Milano was incredible once again. He is amazing every single week, and this week he did it playing on an injured knee that left him questionable to even play in this game. Yeah, so he led the team with nine combined tackles. He had seven solo tackles. He had two assists. He was all over the place in this game. He flashed to me more than anybody else on the field. This felt like one of those days where you're like, wow, Matt Milano might be the Bills' best player on defense. So he really, really stepped up. And I also thought Tremaine Edmonds had a nice game. I know people always love to pick on Tremaine Edmonds, but I think you got to give Milano a lot of credit considering the week that he had. He only practiced on Friday. Friday. By the way, if it feels like sometimes we're like stopping and looking, we're watching the Chiefs and the live lot Chiefs and Broncos right now live. And this game is far more interesting than it looked like it was going to be about an hour ago. I, I mean, the Chiefs are going to win, but my goodness, is this becoming more complicated than it should be? And I think that ultimately kind of speaks to what a weird day it was in the NFL. I'm in a group message with a bunch of my friends from a fantasy football league, and that was something that a lot of people were talking about. It was just like, what a strange day around the league. There were some really weird games. I mean, the 49ers are dismantling the Bucks. It looks like the Panthers are going to beat the Seahawks. And the Cowboys almost lost to the Texans. So that's what I mean. The Bills still won. Like, we could be having this conversation in the Bills could have a lousy day. And even though they didn't have a great day, they still won. I think that speaks to just how good they are that they can win games when they don't have their fastball. This was their fifth win of the season, I believe, on a one-score game. And remember when that was a narrative, that they couldn't win one-score games? Now they have done it more than they've lost this year. So I think that that's important. The last time these two teams played, the Bills gave up 174 yards on the ground. This time, and they gave up over five yards a carry. This time, only 76 yards, three and a half yards a carry. I thought the Bills' run defense was particularly good in this game. Again, for the Jets, the conditions weren't that great either. For both teams, they had to play in it. But the Bills' defense, the run defense, was really good in this game, and that's kind of what allowed them to make sure they stayed in the game despite the offensive struggles. Can I give a shout-out, too, to Mike White? That dude won me over. That Tough guy, as nails. That guy's a warrior. Like, he was just getting beat up and beat up and hit and hit, and he kept coming back out there. And I can understand why they have him out there. That's a guy you play for. No doubt. And he, by the way, got a lot of credit from the Bills locker room. There were guys really a lot of respect for him. And he took shot after shot. Um, I, I can't believe he came back in the game after the shot he took the second one around. It was Ed Oliver first, then Matt Milano second, both to the sternum, essentially. He had rib, a rib injury. We'll see where it goes. But you're right. For him to come back out in that game, I like Mike White. I think he looks poised in the pocket, does a nice job hanging back there, but obviously ultimately a little bit too much for the Bills' defense against him in this one. And, of course, the defense had to go back on the field to make the plays at the end of the game. It was not a situation you want to have that happen. That's because the offense struggled, which we'll get to in a minute. But when they needed the play, Matt, they came up with a big play. And like I said, it wasn't Von Miller. It wasn't even Matt Milano. It was that defensive line. It was the young defensive line. And I think they can really grow from that and know that, hey, when we get in a situation against Kansas City in the playoffs or Cincinnati, whatever it is, we, we can do this. It doesn't, we don't have to rely on Von Miller. The one thing I really liked the play of the defensive line. I think they were the ones who were the MVP of this game. That being said, the secondary is still a concern to me, specifically the cornerbacks, because Dane Jackson has struggled. And a lot of people want to know, why is Dane Jackson still playing? Why is he still starting? And it's a great question, because I don't know why Kyrie Elam isn't out on the field more. And then as far as Trey White is concerned, it was going to be, there's going to be some bumps in the road as Trey kind of reacclimates himself back with this defense. Garrett Wilson beat him a couple times today. Now, 
Trey White is still significantly better than any other option that they have. And I trust that Trey will start to look more like the guy who he was pre-injury than he did today. It's not like today was a terrible day or anything like that, but I think their secondary, there are some question marks and there are some reasons to be concerned because Mike White, Joe Flacco, when he was in there, this defensive line ate against a court quarterbacks who aren't above average next week Tua gets the ball out fast. The offensive line is probably middle of the road. It's obviously much improved than it was last year. I don't think you're going to have the same success sack-wise as you did this week against the Jets. And that puts more of an emphasis on the corners, especially in a game when you've got Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. So I don't think it's the end of the world, but the secondary is a bit of a concern for me as this team moves forward. The other thing that's been hurting them is number one wide receivers. In this game, Garrett Wilson, another six catches, 78 yards. Not a great day, but a good enough day to say, hey, it's a rookie. Number one wide receiver, and he had a little bit of a day here, and so that's something that's really kind of hurt the Bills, but I saw Tredavious White basically on him most of the day today, and I think that's maybe the plan going forward against these top guys. And my other issue with the defense today, even though I think it was a really good day, it's hard to be incredibly critical of a defense that only gave up 12 points and one touchdown, so I want to say that they gave up way too many third and longs. The Jets had success on third and eight, third and nine, third and ten. It felt like they were converting those more than more often than not. They were eight for 17 on the entire day, but a lot of those conversions felt uh, or happened on long plays. So something to monitor is this, if this team is going to try and get to where we think they're capable of going to. And of course the defense had to step up because the offense did not have its best day. Let's talk about that now.